Based on their two trade deadline acquisitions so far, the Minnesota Wild had a need for speed. We'll talk about Gustav Nyquist, what he brings to the table, when we could potentially see him, plus Bill Guerin's comments on both trades on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked On Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. Today's episode of Locked On Wild is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we break down Gustav Nyquist and what he brings to the table when he will be brought to the table as well as some of Bill Guerin's comments on that and the Marcus Johansson trade. And if there's anything next coming up for the Wild here before Friday. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. So we gave you a reaction to the Marcus Johansson trade. And as I sit here right now, having had a little time to digest that move, still feel like it only makes... I'll decent amount of sense if somebody is coming off the roster. If you are putting him in a position to where he would take, say, Jordan Greenway's spot. In that instance, it makes some sense. But I think bigger picture here for the Wild is that Bill Guerin identified a clear need in both players that he acquired uh, here so far before the deadline. In Johansson and now in Nyquist was speed and the ability to just add some speed elements to this lineup that has a lot of guys who are more physical and are slower. And so you get Johansson, who pretty much is what he is at this point, but he does bring speed to the table. And with Nyquist, I think that is the more intriguing of the two because that is more of an ad for the postseason than it is for right now. Um, with him being on the shelf currently, it could be a while before we see Nyquist um, brought onto the roster to uh, to help. Uh, now, obviously, there were some new rules that uh, Gary Bettman put out in regards to use of long-term IR. Uh, But it doesn't sound like this is going to be an issue for the Minnesota Wild uh, with Nyquist, is that they're going to be able to... um, They're going to be able to have him on the roster without needing to um, use that spot. And actually, I do just want to dive into some of those comments that, uh, that Gary Bettman made uh, the 
NHL releasing a memo to teams saying that it will closely scrutinize trades where injured players are acquired with the intent of keeping them on long-term injured reserve until the playoffs. This could mean impact for the market for players like Nyquist, Monaghan, Enrique, and more. But Bill Guerin saying that there is hope that he'll be back even before the playoffs start. And so a situation where what you probably do is once Jonas Brodeen is ready to return to the lineup, you probably put Nyquist on injured reserve to allow for that just even switch. And you hope that he is ready to come into the lineup as uh, as we draw closer to the end of the season. But I did want to read, before we go into some of the stats that Nyquist has put together, uh, now this was obviously more geared towards him being a prospect in 2013, but his elite pr- prospects profile. Nyquist is a winger with tremendous wheels and elusive speed. He has fine hockey sense and vision, smooth hands, and plenty of creativity. Likes to challenge to the outside and outskate opponents. Scores goals as well as he sets them up. Has below average size, though. Could use more bulk. Well, the Wild have a, a fair amount of bulk in the lineup right now. And so it does make sense for them to use the express lane uh, to add a couple of players to the roster. Nyquist, 10 goals, 12 assists so far this season with a Columbus team that is is not particularly good. Had 18 goals last year, 15 goals the year before that. He has been a 20-plus goal scorer a few times in his career, obviously back in his younger days, but still shooting at uh, over 10%. So it's not like there's a huge drop in uh, in that performance. His goals this year, eight of them in even strength, two of them as shorthanded goals, and uh, all of his assists coming in even strength at this point too. Uh, from what I have heard, he is a guy that can help you um, on both power play and penalty kill. And so here's another thing that we are getting from these two guys um, that the Wild acquired is you then are not having to put the likes of Marcus Foligno or Jordan Greenway out on the power play is that these aren't going to be guys that are going to take minutes off of that top power play unit but they are going to allow you to slot them in on that second power play unit and feel a little better about the prospects of that unit doing anything uh, as opposed to where they are currently, which is not really doing much at all. So Nyquist can help you there. He can help you on both special teams units, bring speed. And so if there are other moves to be made, I, I like the Nyquist move because here's the other part about it, the return. The Nyquist trade with the Blue Jackets retaining 50% of his salary, the Nyquist trade is the fifth-round pick that you got from the Boston Bruins 
for helping facilitate the Dmitry Orlov trade. So you don't give up any prospects. You give up a pick that you got for helping facilitate a trade. Very minimal amount of cap space. And so Columbus retains 50% of the salary. So his cap hit is like 600 k for the Wild this year. Nothing on the books after that. And with that and with Johansson, who was, I think, like a $1.1 million player this year, um, taking on a prorated portion of that salary too. If you make another trade before the deadline where you send a player out, unless you are trading a player directly for the guy that you're getting, you're going to get something back, excuse me, that uh, will be similar to that third-round pick for next year. So, really, you're mostly just taking on uh, cap space to make these couple of moves. Now, I, I say that with also reiterating the points that I made at the initial uh, reaction to the Marcus Johansson trade. This Nyquist one, I, I really don't have a problem with, provided he's able to get healthy and help this team as they move towards the playoffs. I still am of the belief, I think, that I would rather just have given one of those spots um, to one of the young guys. But let's say they do, let's say the Wild do trade um, Jordan Greenway before the deadline. Well, if Johansson then takes that spot, okay. Then that means that you still have another spot in which you could put somebody else to try to inject some life. But I am I'm wondering, with what we have seen with now two guys, one of which you need to put on the roster now, one of which you will need to be able to take onto the roster when healthy, I wonder if it's going to be just one player that um, is potentially moved before the deadline is up. So we'll speculate a little bit about that as well. We'll talk about some of Bill Guerin's comments on the trades. Plenty more reaction to come as we continue to break down both the Gustav Nyquist trade and the Marcus Johansson trade. More of that on the way as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. If you don't have players on the field with the right skills, whether it's breakaway speed or elite playmaking ability, you're going to have a tough time winning. The same goes for your business. Indeed is a fast, simple way to make sure you are hiring MVPs. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you'll get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description 
and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the live Locked on NHL trade deadline show on the Locked on NHL YouTube channel from 2 to 4 Eastern. We'll break down all the biggest trades from all of your favorite Locked on experts. So, what did Bill Guerin have to say? about the two moves that he made so far, uh, courtesy of our friend Jesse Pierce, who was there to take in Bill Guerin's press conference right before the game last night against the New York Islanders. Uh, Guerin saying, on Nyquist, he would have gone for a lot more if he was healthy. So I feel with the addition of JoJo, and just the way our team's set up now, I felt like for a fifth-round pick, it was totally worth the risk. It was not. It just wasn't a big price to pay to me. When asked if he was done, Garen said, it's really hard for me to sit here and tell you that, you know, I'm done, or we're not done, or this or that. So I just like to leave it open. Folks, something is up here because... Again, I'll go back to you had a log jam in the bottom six already. And so you bring in Johansson. You bring in eventually Nyquist. I just, I continue to feel like somebody is going to be sent elsewhere. And it's interesting too, had um, Wyatt Guerin, who has appeared on this show quite a bit, he, he floated an idea to me, and Bill Guerin even spoke to this in why uh, Johansson was, um, was acquired, is his familiarity with the team, having been with the team um, a couple of seasons ago, which would lead to him being able to more easily acclimate to the room in the event that one of the pieces in that locker room is sent elsewhere. And I I am just, at this point, I feel like I've said it a thousand times, but it just really feels like you've had two names that have been pumped up pretty exclusively uh, in trade deadline talks. Bill Guerin talked about how Matt Dumba's name uh, and his game have uh, have improved over the last couple of weeks. He's playing some of the best hockey he has all season. So is that him justifying not having Matt Dumba on the block anymore? Or is that him floating a carrot out there for other GMs to look at 
maybe taking a flyer on Dumbo with all the all the moves that we've had. There were still moves last night. Jonathan Quick going to Columbus uh, in just a, a weird trade for the Los Angeles Kings that uh, they're hoping doesn't kill the vibe of their team, which they're having an amazing season so far, scoring a ton of goals, not getting any goaltending. So they went out to get some. But Jonathan Quick, not super happy to be dealt off the team. And so you bring in a guy who's familiar with the room, who was well-liked by the room when he was here, leads you to believe that there is something in the works and that Garen wants to make sure that that locker room chemistry doesn't take a similar hit by bringing a familiar face in that uh, that can help. And again, I'll preface that if Johansson isn't thrown into a second-line role where he's playing 16, 18 minutes a night, then him as a third-line guy, I think, is is probably fine. But until we see what is next, whether it be another player being acquired, because I also find it interesting that the Wilds grabbed a couple of guys with very minimal cap hits. And it's money that they're not going to be able to take with them next year. It's money that they either lose, use or lose. And it seems very interesting that the Wild have right around, I believe it's $9 million in cap that they can take on on Friday. So we may not hear anything over the next couple of days, but it just feels like it's too much to be just a coincidence of, oh, Garen made a couple of moves. This is all he was planning to do. And that $9 million piece of cheese is just not, nothing's going to happen with it. I I don't get the sense that that is just going to be left there. It's there for a reason because, Let's think about some of the other things that we've seen over the last couple of days. Brock Besser being linked to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I floated this in talking about the Marcus Johansson trade. So those that heard that episode, this is nothing new to you. But it's the same idea. Is that if you have these playoff teams like Toronto, like Edmonton, like Boston, like Pittsburgh... Any of those teams out east that are trying to load up to go toe-to-toe with the, uh, with the Bruins, if they bring players onto the roster, they're going to have to part with some players that are probably going to be difficult to part with that may have like one maybe in the final year of their deal. And so that's an opportunity for Bill Guerin to just work the phones, keep an eye on things, because Jacob Chikrin's name has floated again. If somebody does that, or if somebody does the Eric Carlson trade, somebody finds a way to make that happen before the deadline on Friday, there's going to be a lot of money that has to be moved. And that's an opportunity for Bill Guerin to swoop in and say, Oh, you got a guy who's making 
$6.5 million this year in the final year of his deal. We'll take him off your hands. I mean, I, I said specifically Jason Zucker because I thought that was intriguing, but something along those lines to where it may not be a second-line guy that you had um, – that you had been heavily looking at, but the opportunity presents itself and you take on a guy just to help another team try to make a big trade. It could happen. That that I feel like is one route that the Wild will go. It'll either be that or it'll be the quote-unquote hockey trade where you take a Jordan Greenway and send him elsewhere in exchange for somebody else who is in need of a change of scenery that you can put on the roster here for the rest of the season. It's it's going to be something along those lines. If if I felt like we were done and that was all that we were going to see happen, now it also could be that Garen throws a lot of nets out there. He's got a lot of lines in the water and something just doesn't materialize. But I don't get the sense that these were the two moves that he's planning on doing, and that's it. Something else is in the works. And again, like we talked about this week, these two moves were moves that were completely off the radar. Maybe not Nyquist, because from Garen's comments, it it sounds like they were interested in him before he got hurt. So maybe not there. But the Johansson move came completely out of left field. And so for as many as we've tried to um, tried to keep an eye on, and I'll continue to bang the Domi drum because I think that would be a real opportunity to really get somebody that can actually be a top six guy. Garen's got some things in the works behind the scenes that uh, I think we will find out if obviously if a trade happens. But I think there are some things behind the curtain that we don't know about that are in the works. So that's that's what I'm hoping. And uh, we'll see if that leads to more action for this wild team down the stretch. Now, it is interesting as well because you had the wild playing last night. And same sorts of things that we've seen over the last few games um, – in particular. And so I'm just going to I'm going to play a game here because we had a couple of things that we wanted to see in lines. And so I'm just going to talk out what we will probably see from these line combinations and we'll see if that makes sense or or if there's something else we can come up with with these two players that have just been acquired. And so we'll uh, we'll talk about that as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild. After this, today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by the exclusive sportsbook partner of Locked On. That, of course, is FanDuel. We have hit the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to three-pointers drained, or if you were paying attention, hopefully you took the under. 
for last night's game between the Wild and the Islanders. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on all the biggest moves in every trade yet to happen plus a live show on YouTube from 2 to 4 Eastern on Friday as well. Lockdown NHL is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So I think what everybody's hoping we don't see at this point is Marcus Johansson on the Matt Boldy and Jewel Erickson Eck line. Well, even if we do see that I I am wondering if it's going to be long term because it it just feels like you're putting a guy with speed on that line who has a little bit of skill some puck handling as well but um I I'm I guess it is an upgrade because as of right now, you currently have um, Marcus Foligno in that spot. We've talked about that at length. Just not, um, it's not really doing anything to drive play. And so if at the beginning part of this situation, if Johansson plays there, ultimately I think Nyquist is between the two. I think Nyquist is probably the better fit on that line. And then you have Johansson as a third line guy, ideally to take Jordan Greenway's spot. And then do you put Marcus Felino on that line with him and Goudreau and Johansson? And then do you have Duhame, Dewar, Shaw slash Reeves? I think I I think these two moves have pretty much closed the book on uh, Sam Steele's chances of of getting into play. So that is potentially a spot that you could create a roster, an open roster spot. By, uh, by waving steel, maybe that's the route they go to get Nyquist on the roster before putting him on short-term IR. Maybe that's the route they go there, uh, but I, I don't think he's going to get in. The one that I'm worried about kind of being the, the odd man out in this situation is Mason Shaw because if you've acquired now another third-line guy, that likely means that Brandon Duhame is getting bumped back down. And then that means that you're rolling with a fourth line of Dewar, Duhame, and Reeves, which I, I, I don't mind Dewar and Duhame together. 
I just would rather see both of those guys get a uh, a bigger opportunity, a better opportunity. We'll probably see it next year and in the years to come, assuming that Duhame is re-signed, which he should be. But it is it, it is interesting, and I feel like I'm stammering here just because of the number of episodes that have been uh, recorded here over the last couple of days with all these trades. But I do want to mention uh, Declan Goff from Score North. He had a tweet that I think sums up a lot of what we are, uh, a lot of what we're looking for in these trades. Basically, the Wild picked up two forwards for a third-round pick and a fifth-round pick, and the latter was acquired from Boston last week. So you got deeper. Didn't give up the farm or top assets, and you surrendered just one of your own picks. Nothing wrong with that. It is a depth thing, and it leads to, like I said, it leads to the fourth line being deeper if Duhame ends up taking one of those fourth line spots. It leads to probably a better third line by getting some of the slower players off the ice. And... It's all going to depend on if there are more moves coming or a move. So, really, we're, I feel like, kind of on the edge of the diving board. And if Bill Guerin goes out and gets somebody else, then those are pretty three pretty solid trades. And here's the other part that I think could lead to another trade coming in, is that the Wild really have not given up anything so far save for one pick that uh, they could potentially recapture depending on if they send anybody off the roster. So you really have been mostly rolling with house money so far here this trade deadline. So that I think is another indication that further buying is on the table. And then a couple of depth pieces. Nyquist as a, you know, kind of a dark horse acquisition for this roster and then somebody to plug in to that top six would lead you with this. A team that is in the top three is, at last check, I think two points back of Dallas. Winnipeg lost again. Calgary lost again. So now the Wild have an eight-point lead over Calgary. They have a two-point lead over Winnipeg in the division. You've got two chances to play Calgary coming up. You play Winnipeg later this season. It's a team that has found ways to win despite any semblance of consistent scoring. And if you plug a few of those holes, Philip Gustafson did it again last night. He continues to flat out just dominate some of the best teams in the league. And the Islanders, by no means are one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They are fighting for a playoff spot, though. And he went toe-to-toe with Ilya Sorokin and came away with the win. Went into Toronto last Friday and silenced that Maple Leafs team up until overtime. He's done it to pretty much every good team on the planet this year. And... If you can just find enough offense to get you one or two or three, we'll see. Still have a few days 
before the uh, trade deadline hits. We've got a ton more coming up for you the rest of the week. We'll talk about that home-and-home with the Calgary Flames coming up uh, as one of our episodes on Thursday. We also will have our big trade deadline primer with Alex Micheletti, Zach Zeman, and Charles Stewart that we'll be recording as well. So a couple of episodes, we'll have a reaction show for you on Friday talking about everything that happened at the trade deadline. So we got a ton for you, and uh, make sure that you subscribe to Locked on Wild. There's no better time to do it as we uh, move closer to the trade deadline and further through to the rest of the season. So make sure you subscribe and follow along wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also make sure to follow us on social media. We have a big March Madness type event coming up. The reveal is later today. So make sure to tune in for that as well. Plenty more to come with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports podcast network.